Coming up on Small Town Charm, we got the ladies here still. It's ladies' night. If we had the rights to the Commodore song, we'd put it in, but we don't. We're not that rich. We've spent it all on microphones and beer. But anyway, we're talking about money, budgeting, but we promise we're going to keep it interesting and fun, and you're going to ask yourself, so what? We're going to answer so what about money, where does it come from, and how does the zoning pay for all this stuff that we want and love, and where does it all go? Where does it all come from? All that's coming up on Small Town Charm. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome into Small Town Charm. We're happy you're here. Uh, my name's Daniel. We got Mike. We got Chris. We uh, we have uh, Mike's wife, Caitlin, here with us. And we have my wife, Liz, here with us as well. Uh, sorry, I stole your intro this no, time. No, go ahead. I just want to be, go you ahead. know, if people we, are, have already watched the last episodes. If you want to say, like, a thing or two nice about each of us. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> no. Past that point. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't said this in a while, though. I, this is why I've been just, I was distracted in the back of my mind. I needed to say this because I haven't done it in a while. If you like this show... Share it with somebody. Uh, if you don't like this show, don't say anything. We don't want to hear about it. Uh, but but really, though, the biggest thing you can do for us is share it. Or um, if you're on one of the podcast platforms especially, uh, leaving a, a review, a positive review, especially if you write something along with your positive review, that actually helps us out a whole lot because it makes us more visible um, in the podcast realm. Because uh, we, we want all those people in... Uh, rural uh, Montana to hear all yeah, about. That's right. <laughs> no, <it's true. laughs> um, so, so we we still have uh, uh, the ladies with us today because uh, we wanted to talk about something else that's uh, kind of in the same vein with zoning, um, and that's that's why they were here last time. Um, but we want to talk a little bit more about uh, the details of why this whole zoning thing matters from a financial standpoint and. Uh, my biggest fear in talking about that after, and this is coming from a guy who you guys have already told us we get a little too much in the weeds with stuff. My fear is with money, because I don't care about that stuff as much, is that we're going to get too far into the weeds and people will just tune, tune out. So I hope that we can find a way to talk about this stuff in a way that will help remind people why this matters, help make sure people understand what's going on. Um, and I think a good starting point for this, and I'm going to ask this to Caitlin first, is... Um, Hey, for, for like a, by and large, everything seems to be doing all right here in town right now. Yep. Like from like a, from like a, if I was an like un, uneducated, not uneducated, uninterested, I don't care about government going on. I'm just living my life here. I got my kids in school, going to work, whatever. Things look, things look like they're going pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some potholes. I might feel annoyed with traffic getting out of town every once in a while, but by and large, things are all right. So like. Why? Why do we need to do all this zoning, and why? Why do we need all this money? What? What? Why does this even matter? Yeah, I mean, you're right. We are. We are doing great. We have a very awesome town staff right now. They they do an awesome job. They do an awesome job with not a whole lot. They are very scrappy. They use everything that they can, but they deserve so much more in terms of a budget to be able to maximize their people and their resources. So, for example. Um, we just saw that there was a post about um, a sidewalk project. It wasn't a very big sidewalk project, but it was a sidewalk project that our public works department it was like did. Ten feet, 
10, yeah. 10 feet. It was probably the most important 10 feet in our town's history of sidewalks. <laughs> yeah. it, it connects. Right? It, it's very important for connectivity because without that 10 feet, the town from the north didn't connect mm-hmm. down, down south. Um, oh, yeah. But that equipment didn't exist a few years ago. We, we as a town would have had to hire that project out and maybe never have gotten around to it because it's more expensive when you have to hire it out. So we're growing. As you're growing, you need to be able to acquire assets, acquire resources, acquire staffing in order to help you grow in a way that winds up being a nice place to live You know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now, however long you plan to stay in Nolansville, it's not going to stay like this. We know that. Mm-hmm. So let's grow in a way that increases everybody's quality of life instead of growing in a way where you're just scrambling to make do with the resources that you have. And it seems like everything's okay, but you know that the ball's rolling and it's about to start going downhill and you'll lose track of it and it's going to be too late. Well, and also our public works department doesn't have a bathroom and one of our police officers' office is a closet. A closet. Our, <laughs> I don't think a lot like, of people, I, mean, that's, I don't yeah. think a lot of people know that. Our staff yeah. members are located in closets right now because right. we don't have the adequate spaces for them. Yeah. Well, um, and I think I think too it's important to note you said quality of life. That doesn't mean like that doesn't mean something crazy like something crazy. It means connectivity. It means sidewalks. Mm-hmm. It means safe spaces to get to and from the town, anywhere in the town that's not in a vehicle. It mm-hmm. means having actual, you know, bathrooms for our public works guys. Or how many times it do means... you go to the park and our parks, the bathrooms are locked. Yep. And There's my, a porta potty now. My, hey, but, hey, well, there's a porta potty now. I'm a girl, so I don't go in porta potties. Yeah. Some girls do, but I'm, uh, I I'm just a boy, go. I don't go in porta potties. I mean, when I go to the park with my kids, and they're potty training, and they have to go potty real bad. And we're like, oh, there's a bathroom, run, run, run. And we get there, and it's, oh, it's locked. Maybe the alternative could be I could have just gone into the rec center and gone into those restrooms. When you're potty training, you don't have time for that. So I pull his pants down, and I'm sorry, but he goes pee right outside. Yeah, yeah. The locked that, bathroom That's doors. if you're lucky yeah. enough. That's if you like, he didn't already go pee. Imagine right. if we had a parks and rec department of our own. I know we have a great parks and rec department with the county, but imagine if we had our own mm-hmm. that could go there and make sure that those bathrooms are clean and unlocked and you know not getting vandalized. Lock them up every night type of but, thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah. the issue. The, it's just a small issue, but there's so many small issues that we could better address as a town if we had the resources to do that. And, and resources means money. Resources right. means I mean, so it always means money. money. Yeah. I just, like, <laughs> I, before we get too far into this, because I just I think this is like a really important thing. Because not everybody, we all have the context of like being friends and knowing each other. Um, but Caitlin, you're a relatively uh, not new face to social media, but like I've been quiet you, for a while. You've been quiet for a while, and yeah. you are now being very vocal. Yeah. And um, I think because we're going to center this discussion around like fiscal things. I think it'd be helpful um, for people to understand you're not just Mike's wife, but you also Far have, from that. but yeah. you also have a long list of credentials, which give you a lot, in my opinion, give you a lot of uh, precedent to be able to talk about financial issues. Yeah, um, I can so get into that. Just a no, bit. You, she's, give she's, us like the. She's not going to get into that. I'll get into. Just that. give us like the one or two minute, like the one or two minute version of like your no, resume. The, you, like, you can't ask Kate. So Caitlin okay. won't. Caitlin will not. She 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 won't get into she's it. Too modest. She's too like it's not too modest. She feels like she's going to come off as too uh, too stuck up. So uh. this is this is this is the woman that has probably caused the most change in in Nolensville in the last five years. Not only has she uh, kept me on the right side of being right. All the time, <laughs> but she but she also she also uncovered like heaps of money 
in Nolensville that was hidden from the public for right. a very long time. Our yep. financial statements were wrong. There was right. a, there was a, like we reported a year uh, of finances that only included ten months of, of revenue. Like the the, the P and L statement showed profit and loss. If you're not in the finance world, the profit and loss statement showed ten months of revenue versus twelve months of expenses which made it look like we had a lot less money to spend. And nowhere on our town website was the accurate financial statements. There was accurate financial reporting in the comptroller's office, but who would go looking for Nolensville financials at the comptroller's website? I think it was the comptroller's. Some state website had it, the right information. Our own town website had the wrong information for a very long time. Yeah. And so, like, so outside of that, like, she has a CFA, uh, she has worked for Fortune. She's worked for the second biggest employer in the world, in the country, uh, as a financial manager. So, like, there's obviously a lot of aptitudes there. Uh, she understands that this that's it's one of her majors. Uh, she's in finance. in finance, so she's very versed in that. And throughout the course of when she used to be involved. Uh, like more vocally involved she would constantly catch mistakes and make recommendations that have saved this town a lot of money and that have created a lot of progression forward and spending that money uh fire department so, so daniel stole my intro of you this that's my there intro. You go. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> so so let's talk a little bit more about uh like what uh i think i think another other thing that people ask about a lot is um, uh, well, no, one, number one, like I, I found out, you know, a few, it was only a few years ago, for example, we talked about already that one of the police officers office is a closet, public works doesn't have bathrooms. Uh, only a few years ago did I find out that, um, we had just hit the point where we had 24 seven police uh, right. on duty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's not as stable as it should be either. Right. It probably, probably doesn't happen all the time <laughs> right. now. Um, still. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know that our fire department very recently was unpaid. They they just became a full time paid mm-hmm. fire department in what year? Twenty twenty. That's what caused them to buy a literally a mobile trailer because they've increased their capacity. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so it's not volunteer anymore. It's it up on stilts. Yeah, yeah, we now we now have uh, uh, EMT stationed here in town, right? For the There's, first time ever. For the first time ever. First time ever. Like, yeah, first time ever. So. Yep. Response time, if you call 911 for a medical emergency, has been drastic. Because I think they were coming from the sunset right there across from that side entrance to Concord. That was where uh, dispatch, right. uh, yeah. any kind of medical was coming from. Right. So you can imagine how long that drive is, wherever you live, driving from your Governor's house Club. to get to Governor's Club. Yeah. That's how long the drive was. If you called 911 with, with something urgent, medical emergency... That's the drive that was happening until, like, what, two weeks ago? It was very recent. Yeah. Very recent. And then, so, like, Liz will kind of appreciate this point. Imagine throwing an event for 15,000 people and yep. an ambulance being 20 minutes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's literally what happened every single day up until, like, a couple of weeks ago. So, that's, that's staffing. Let's talk about uh, – there's a couple of numbers that I'm sure someone here knows that I don't necessarily know. Uh, one is, uh, how much money do we have right now? Uh, if we wanted to start building roads, not density, right now, how many, how much money do we have to spend on roads? Thirty million. Okay, and then how much, how many roads can we build for thirty million dollars? <laughs> Maybe two. 
Maybe too, if we dedicated every single dollar that we have in excess. Does that include buying the land, or does that just include just building the road? Well, I mean, the, the, so, building a road includes buying the land. Buying the the land. land. Yeah, there's, there's a couple things there. One, I think take a road project that we actually have completed, start to finish. It's three phases, four phases, sunset. Sunset, two yeah. phases. So, three phases. I mean, that's sunset not road yet, was three phases, cost us like $12 million, right? The mm-hmm. price changed throughout that time because... Costs go up, inflation, all that kind of stuff. Roads now cost more than they did back then. So we may have $30 million in the bank, but uh, if it's $12 million for one road... Like just you mean yeah. half of one road, half of one road, sure. But just like just, but yeah, but just extrapolate yeah. from there, and like you can multiply it by two, and there's two roads. But I think the other thing to point out is we may have thirty million dollars in the bank. We don't have thirty million dollars we can spend on roads, right? right. And so that, like that's, the that's way municipal point. budgets work is like we may have money that all equates to thirty million dollars in terms of what we are saving right now, um, but you can't spend all of that on road projects. Correct. So. This is another thing that we haven't asked before, and I, I do want to ask more about, about roads still. Um, we've talked about the idea of, I just was making a joke about build roads, not density. I've heard if that we, before. If we want, yeah, I saw it on a truck somewhere. <laughs> if, we, if we were to like build density, it costs the town nothing, right? We're right. Not, we're not, the town's not spending any of that $30 million on Well, that's, that's kind of not fair, though, because I mean, if you, it, so if you do well, build density. They said density, it, not me. <laughs> If you if, if you build road so if you build roads, your view. if you build roads there's maintenance and you have to maintain you have to service and you have to replace so that's your cost if you build density you do have to provide public safety you have to provide uh, you have to provide provide like a uh, public works uh, concept of that obviously like if if you have access then you want to provide some type of amenities for the town parks and all that stuff. So there, there is costs related to both sides. But the difference is that density has been, like, the density piece of that has been proven to pay for itself. So, like, right. when you build density, the revenue that comes from that not only pays for itself, but it provides an excess, typically. So, so in, in layman's terms, if you build a road that's a quarter mile long and there's five homes on it, Five right. homes are responsible to pay for that quarter mile road. If there's Correct. 50 homes, then the cost gets spread out, which makes it feasible. Correct. Right? So I think that the, the one thing that people don't understand, and I see this every every time a density discussion comes up, it's like, well, I don't want more people just raise my taxes. I'm willing to pay more taxes. Our rate right now is 29 cents every $100. Right. Brentwood's rate is 29 cents every $100. Right. Franklin's rate is 43 cents. So like, like there, there comes a point like where... We our taxes are not as low as people think they are. They're pretty on par for developed towns in in our county. Sure. The only the well not the only but like the the one exception to the rule is Fairview has eighty six cents. So if if you go from one extreme of being low where we used to be at fifteen cents to the high is eighty three cents, there's not a lot of wiggle room. So you have to kind of scale it. Like we can't just raise our taxes fifteen times fold. And say, like, hey, our tax rate is going to be $3 now. We're going to be able to pay for everything by ourselves. And we don't need anybody from California or New York coming in here and subsidizing it. Like, you can't do that. Like, we, the, 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 the gap between low and high is pretty small. 
And you're yep. just talking about to fund the things that we've already talked about. Like, public works needs a bathroom. Public right. works needs better equipment. We need to build our fire departments. You're just talking about the needs. Right. You're not even talking about extra money for the wants, such as yep. the beautification projects, right. purchasing additional land to Building build a correct. park. Correct. So, yeah. my, so um, I, I, additional I was, walkways. So we can't even fund the, the I, needs. So I, I was trying. I, I was wants. trying to wrap up. I was trying to wrap up my point of saying we have the exact same tax rate as Brentwood. Brentwood has their own library. They have beautiful roads and they have a ton of amenities for the town. That Brentwood went out of their way and like bypass the county to just get for the residents right because we do like we get parks normally from or our rec our rec center from the county and we have to kind of wait for them to kind of come in and do this brentwood has the exact same tax rate as us and they're able to provide all that stuff bypassing the county like we can't afford a bathroom in our public works department there's a police officer that's risking his life every single day and then he walks into a closet to write the report how he saved your life that's insane to me that is nuts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, okay, so how much money, like, every year, because this is something I don't know the answer to, and, and I'm guessing, Caitlin, that you you could have a good, a good guess at this, if nothing else. How much money every year net positive is the town? Like, how much do we add to, like, the, the like, is it? Reserves. Is it, the reserves every year. I haven't no. looked at this year. The you last you go historical, I'll go current. Historically, it's been about a million dollars a year. So okay. every year, the revenue that we generate, if you compare that to the expenses that we pay, we've been about a million dollars positive. one of the benefits of only reporting 10 months. Well, yeah. when but you only you get, report you, you get to save the two months. You think that your revenues are pretty close to your expenses, but really, you just weren't reporting two of those so, months. So my, my point happens. was, like, if we spent all, if we were able to, in some fictional world, spend all thirty million dollars on roads to get two and a half roads. It would take us thirty so years. more years just to replace. But but that's that's with the old system. The new system, actually, so the town. So we're recording this on a Saturday, on Friday, which is yesterday. Uh, obviously, oh. uh, the town. That's how that works. That's, that's a hot pocket. Take I right do there. hot pocket. <laughs> hot pockets. <laughs> I love when I walk into it. Uh, but uh, so the town reported they got upgraded from a double double A two to a double A one credit uh, rating, and this year we're we're gonna come within a hundred thousand dollars of projections, which is amazing in terms of like being able to being able to plan and spend your money efficiently. Yeah. And effectively? That's a very high level of skill. I can tell you as a finance professional, I'm not a finance professional anymore. I was for a very long time. It takes great amount of skill to be able to do so that. So I, I know that I know that the, the, the women here didn't want to go that route. I'll, I'm going to go that route. Uh, so when Boma was around, our budgets were $3 million and we're off by a million. <laughs> BOC's around, our budget's $8 million and we're off by 100000 yeah. So something has improved in, in terms of financing in the town. I mean, it's totally the staff. Amazing, yeah. amazing staff. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't know that, but we do. We really do have an amazing staff. And they don't have the, the revenues that they ought to have to work with it. Because we have a history of giving them very little, giving them very little, giving them very little. We give them more today than we used to, sure. but we started off giving them such little amounts that what they're working with today is still not. not it's a still, whole yeah, lot. it's still not adequate like, I think at all. It's like shout out Victor, shout out shout Christina. Yeah. Christina's yeah. Like, yeah. a lot Christina of good work. Is yeah. like a baller when it comes to finances. Yeah. Um, does she have somebody working under her now? She does, Misty. Well, Misty's she's. It's been a while, but yes, yeah, there's yeah. Misty that works under. Yeah. So I mean, like. And they've been all those people have like really stepped literally up. Literally won award, finance budgeting awards that Artan has never had until she came in. Dude, so like I, I don't know if I talked to you about this yet. So I was when I was in the last VOC meeting, 
they had so not only did they change their auditing firm finally like oh they've been gosh. using the same audit <laughs> they, they, they've been that using was one of my recommendations four years ago they've been using the same referee the for same 25 years th- i think you're supposed to switch it up yeah like uh. traditionally you're supposed to switch it up every three years they've been using the same dude for like 25 years uh and, and the so, report was pretty much the same yeah he's a copy but like, we're doing good it's good, good change, job change the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the recommendations were but the so this so they had the they had not only did they switch the the firm, but they had a public pl- uh, presentation with a PowerPoint, and he like went above and beyond saying like we haven't found a single issue. This is not normal. Like we usually find some issues here and there, like like wow. e- either just purely like uh, input errors to like just mispredicting or misbudgeting. Like this has this report has zero like no issues whatsoever. A week later, which was yesterday, we get upgraded on our credit rating, and we win another award for okay. budgeting. I don't think the residents of this town know that our yeah. staff is so amazing. But here's the point I want to make: we have an amazing staff. How insulted would you feel if you were part of that staff and you're supporting CD five? You're telling the board of commissioners we need CD five. We need the revenues. It's the biggest revenue generator for this town we need more resources and they're like mm, we just tied that bow so tight they're gonna think it was staged it wasn't <laughs> well, <laughs> never every, even came to my mind well, until the now the point is every single expert that we can walk past down the street and anything closer than that is telling us the same thing yeah. and, right. and i and, and and yes what you said is absolutely true caitlin which is uh how insulted would you be if that if you were if you were one of those uh, an insanely amazing staff members. I tell you what happens. What they're doing. You don't stay in yeah. a town yeah. like that. Well, the other side of it though too is is we owe that staff more. Mm-hmm. We we owe that that if you're if you're that good at your job collectively, if the whole team is that good at what they're doing, they deserve to run a town that is light years ahead of where we're at right now yeah. as a town driving around. They deserve to have their hands on yeah. something like what we described in the last episode. Yeah. Well, I want to make a point. So we're talking about town revenues. Where do town revenues come from? Property taxes. Which are minimal. Which are minimal. Uh, Taxes on um, groceries, sales. So we don't have a grocery store in town. I mean, where else are police tickets? Like traffic tickets. Where else are revenues coming from? So, So... Taxes are coming from property taxes, which uh, on average or not on average, I actually don't know what the average is, but ballpark three hundred to four hundred dollars per house in Nolensville per year. Per year on a business, it's a little bit more because the ratios are a little a little higher. Uh, sales tax, uh, which is the more you buy inside of town limits, the more the town gets to keep, uh, and uh, state share and federal funding. And the way that state share and federal funding works is that it's per resident basis so if you have you know if they're giving out a hundred dollars per resident the more residents you have the more money you get it's it's a it's a shared it's a shared income stream so the whole thing of like well there's gonna be more people here well together from a from a finance perspective that's good there's gonna be more people here paying more property taxes spending more money here and the the state and federal government are gonna pay like you're you're gonna get more vested into the pie that the state has and that pot gets divided based on population. Right. So we get a bigger portion. So the population's a good thing, but also bringing in more commercial is also a great thing because right. it's more more tax dollars are going to be spent or gained from the town 
gain toward the town by us spending here. You'll have sure. us spending here, but you'll also have others coming here. Yes. I mean, me and Chris looked at this like a couple of years ago. The town did a study uh, like a couple, like in 2016, it was market leakage. It was like a billion dollars in yeah, 2016. It's crazy how much. A billion dollars. Market, left so market leakage, what is that? That's so, us. That's so that's Nonesville residents. Nonesville residents. So it's basically saying like if, if we kind of uh, dimmed up all the, all the money that leaves Nolansville and we provided every service at capacity, meaning like there's there's just the right amount of dry cleaners, there's just the amount of the right amount of gas stations, dentists, like if, if everything works out perfectly, we would net a billion dollars of, of revenue, or not, yeah. or we, the Nolansville residents would spend a billion dollars in Nolansville. So and then a percentage of that, obviously, then is captured. Two and a half percent of that would be sales tax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to put you on the spot and ask you, what does that mean from a tax perspective? I mean, taxes that we collect as it'd be, a it'd be what? Is that a... Two and a half percent two and a half, of a billion. What's what? Two hundred fifty. Then two hundred. I can't do. Yeah, but it's like two. But it's like two and a half. Don't even try. But two and a half percent of a billion is what? Twenty five million. Twenty. Yeah. So it'd be twenty five million. Be three yeah. times bigger than what we currently have. My gosh. <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't, I don't think people like really like like ever put that I just in perspective. Blew my own mind, but <laughs> so, like if you just break down the numbers, because we are getting really in the weeds, but like the numbers are pretty simple if you like think about them in like macro terms. So. Like the average household back then, this was like 2016, I think. Two, when, yeah, 2016. That's before, when that re- before the actual I massive. Pulled, I pulled that report to help open the brewery. So like that, and that was provided by like the Tennessee Valley Authority. Like it was like a legit study in yeah. Nolansville, and basically it said like the average household income in Nolansville in 2016 was like 130 thousand dollars. It's probably dramatically increased right. by this point. Mm-hmm. I would say we're we're probably in like one fifty to one eighty range now. Um, but like, what you what you have to think about is like, they're taking that number of income, right, and then they're like extrapolating and making assumptions for how people spend their money. So it's like percentages that they spend on groceries, percentages they spend on eating out, and like lifestyle choices and all those kind of things. All that, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like there are just like agreed upon assumptions that economists make on those kind of things. Yeah. So if all those things existed, if you had places to spend that money in Nolansville, like with that kind of income level, it means this mm-hmm. in terms of what's leaving. So like the assumption is people are making $150,000 a year as a household. They're going to spend their money. Mm-hmm. So they either spend it in your town or they'd spend it elsewhere. There isn't an option for them not spending it. And at the same time, they're always coming back home and they're using up your roads. They're using up your public safety and then using up your public works, which you have to pay for. And if you're letting that crap leak out of your town, then somebody has to foot the bill. Correct. I saw saw a recent Facebook post. Someone was complaining about a picture of traffic. And, And one of the comments I saw that was really insightful was, Look at the license plates. Look what county they're from. Mm-hmm. So many people are not even from this town, but use our roads to get to and from. Yep. How many times, like, I, I don't work at an office anymore, but I can't, I, I mean, I know how many times I would stop on the way home to grab some groceries, and it wasn't in my home county. It wasn't in my hometown. Right. It was somewhere else. All those people that don't, aren't even from here are also an opportunity for this town. Yep. The grocery stores or any other commercial you have are just an opportunity because it's convenient to for those people as well. So... All the traffic that we see here right now, both local and uh, from other places around here, it's, it's all an opportunity for us to capture with commercial. We're back. 
If only you at home could hear what I just said. I did not hear what he said. Oh, well, I'll tell you anyway. Yeah. That's more. That's more. That's more post-show talk. Um, so we're talking about money. Um, we're talking about budget stuff. Um, and I know we're limited on time uh, for some practical reasons. So I want to make sure we don't miss out on uh, kind of what's most important about why we're talking about this. I know there are uh, a couple of important meetings, at least as we're recording this, and, and I think by the time this comes out, they'll still be in the future. At least one of them will be. Um, there, there's some ways that uh, we think that if, if you're listening to this or watching this and, and you feel like you, you want to support uh, what CD5 could be and you want, you say, you, there's still not too late for this to go back in to the zoning. So mm-hmm. That's uh, why we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah. So... So we're not just here to complain about something that's gone. Um, we're here to, to hopefully motivate people to, to take some action. Um, Caitlin, I think you, you've put a few things together. Both, both you've, you've put some po- uh, posts out on Facebook mm-hmm. to talk about it. So I think it's, uh, uh, I want to ask you first, like, like what in a perfect world, like what would you like to see happen uh, from this point forward as we're recording this? Well, best case scenario is we get the town hall room packed full of supporters so that the five commissioners feel our presence. They see this is not a small group of people that want this. This is a very big group of people that want this because they represent all of us. They don't re- represent a small group of us. They represent all of us. So if all of us fill the room, I'm talking hundreds of people in an ideal world where it's standing room only and people are going Thousands. home. If people are going home because they couldn't even fit, that's what I want. I right. want to see everybody there. I realize that's not likely to happen because a lot of us have kids to feed, practices to go to, jobs to be at. Um, but I just want as many people, if you feel passionately about this, even just a small percent of the passion that I feel about this, if you feel any passion about this. Or if you just want to see a hell of a show. Or if you just want to see a <laughs> heck of a show. Um, please join us at the meetings. The meetings are February 21st and March 2nd. There's lots of information um, about where and when those meetings are, which I don't have off the top of my head. Town Hall, but the times. Like... The t- uh, February 21st, uh, public, hear- or public hearing starts around 6, but the meeting starts around 4. If you go at 4, you'll be waiting a long time. So right. Show up closer to 6. And then the first Thursday of March. March 2nd. Uh, March 2nd. Uh, the meeting time? starts at 6.30, but hopefully be there way sooner than that. And if you can't go to the meetings, which is totally understandable, there's still more that you can do. You can help spread the word. A lot of people in this town do not have any idea that this is going on. No. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to sit and complain like you guys said. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Entertain, <laughs> ma'am. I'm not here to entertain. I'm here to spread the word. I would love if the whole town knew about this. Um, but I don't know the whole town, so I want to reach as many people as I can and ask everybody that I'm reaching today if you could go share the word with a neighbor or two. Um, let's spread the word. That's one thing that could really help us. Another thing that could really help us is just email your commissioners. If you can't go to the meeting but you can still send them an email, all you have to do is say, I support CD5 Village Center Zoning, and they'll get the message. If you want to mm-hmm. add something more personal to it, like why do you support it? Do you support it because... You want a place to take your family on a Friday night? Do you support it because teenagers need something more than just Sonic to go to? Do you support it because you want our staff to have proper funding? Do you support it because literally all of the experts across the country that have ever talked about how to plan a smart town, this is the formula. This isn't a disagreement. This isn't a debate. Only in Nolensville is it a debate. 
All of the experts are on one side of this argument. And if you believe the experts, if you believe our town staff, if you believe the firm that we hired to plan this, maybe put that in your email. Um, whatever your reasoning is, you can go ahead and throw it in there. And if you don't have the time, just simply say, I support CD5. That would go a long way if their email inboxes are flooded with these messages. They represent all of us. They don't only represent the couple people that they know in town, they represent all of us oh. in town and they need to hear from us. Yeah, I'm gonna add, uh, I, wanna, I just made a note to make sure I do this, but I'll, I'll put in the show notes, if you're listening to the podcast, I'll put the email addresses of the five commissioners in the show notes, uh, which show up in podcast platforms. And then also, if you're watching the video uh, while Caitlin was talking, I'll make sure to put, I'll just put the five email addresses right there. So you can just send one email just to all five email addresses. That's how you can do that. And the petition. Yeah. Um, Also, I've recently created a petition. If you could throw that in the the, the bottom. With the URL for the petition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's change.org slash we are the village. Because we are. When this village center gets built, I'm probably not going to move there because I love the house that I'm in. But we are the village. It's all of us that support this village that want a place to go and gather as a community. Change.org slash we are the village. It's got the meeting dates in there. It's got the email addresses in there. You can sign your name on there to show the growing support. I just checked. We're at 177. Hasn't even been 24 hours yet. Well, I want to point that out. Point out too. uh, Recently, there were public comments from someone in the uh, the Nags group who talked about how they don't. They're not just a few of them there. That there's a lot of people who feel that way. They have a whole bunch. Like this, that's between like 50 and 60 people in their group that all are against this zoning. You just mentioned 170 plus people mm-hmm. who already in within one day uh, want this. Yeah. Right. So yeah. so it's that same mentality before of oh because we're we're in the we all think the same way because we're in the bubble we only have people we agree with um, and maybe we feel the same way but I think our sure. bubble's a lot bigger. Yeah. And and I think the thing too is they've been the the people who are anti density. They've been fighting this for 18 months because the direction that our zoning has been headed in for 18 months has been to this village center. Yep. Right. That's what we've been going towards. Those of us who have supported it, we haven't had to go and show up and change something. Right. That's what they, drives me nuts. They had to show up to because there was something they didn't like and they wanted to change so it. So hold on. So like we're going to go back to small town charm format here. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> please. Uh, allow me back in the car on the way home Uh, but uh so like i hate cd2 i hate cd3 i hate cd3l i think that those zones are financially insolvent for the town they also bring big bucks cd4c brings big bucks which i don't think that in 2023 you should be court we you should not be courting target or or walmart like those like those those types of businesses strongly disagree Right. I don't like those zones. I do not like those zones. I live I live in Bank Creek and like Caitlin said, like I understand that if we build a village, it ain't gonna be over my house. Like I can continue doing what I'm doing within my the boundaries of my home. Uh but I've never raised an issue with saying C D two is insolvent, C D three is too sprawled out, C D three L is not quite there. Like I understood that there that there's people that do like that there's the, there's a, uh, there's a place and a time for that to happen inside your town and franklin has those things brentwood has those things every town has that country part of their town and as soon as we got to the town part of this of, of this zoning ordinance like every single nimby every single nag and every single board member that is vindictive and petty and uneducated 
has put their sight on it and the moment they could strike it they did which is on which is not only irresponsible it's it's also like extremely extremely like i don't want i i don't want to use big words because my wife told me more more honey would be or more bees with honey uh but it, it, it's it, it it is it has very long lasting effects it, it will yeah. come back to where I'll play a populist. I'll be the populist in this scenario. Most people that live in Nolensville have come from California, Chicago, New York, New Jersey. Like those places used to be good. The reason why you moved out because they're no longer good. Nolensville is good right now. If you continue doing the mm-hmm. dumb mistakes that they've made, mm-hmm. like you're gonna end up finding a new Nolensville one day because it's gonna it's gonna be underfunded, underserved, and too congested, and there's going to be nothing to do for you other than pay your high taxes and get and the hell out. Let me add that. So in the last episode we recorded, I mentioned my hometown, Wheaton, Illinois. It's lovely. I could have lived there if I wanted to, and I moved to Nolensville instead because a similar house in Wheaton, Illinois, their property taxes weren't double. They weren't triple. They were quadruple or more. No, it was like right. $12,000 a year for a house in Wheaton. $12,000 in for, property a, for, taxes. A, for a smaller house. Some yeah. of the like the nicer houses in Wheaton, there I looked it up. Their property taxes are twenty thousand dollars. Nolansville, this will happen to you if we don't get this zoning ordinance. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay correctly. for this. Somebody's got to pay for this crap. And it's right. like obviously we're only twenty five years into the process because that's yeah. that's how long we've been a town. Fast forward twenty five years, like if you think Nolansville is expensive now, yeah. like fast forward twenty five years, you're gonna have to pay for this police officer to get the hell out of his closet. Yeah. Well, and 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 in reality. Really, what we are paying for is not just how much Nolensville grows. Nolensville grows at the rate that Nashville grows. Right, like, and it's, like I we know. are a suburb of a very, very, like vibrant, growing city that has no intention of slowing down. The second, the it's probably if, if you were to look at it like the the macro of growth in real estate, Austin, Texas, one. And Nashville, Nashville, right. Tennessee is the same. Like th- this is where people run away to because it's still affordable. Sure. And if you don't, if you don't continue to strive to make it affordable, and if you continue to strive to make it exclusive and limit growth, like that—that's the thing that gets me is that we're not trying to, we're not trying to uh, uh, benefit from the growth, which is very, very rare. There's only a, one city that has more of it. If we don't try to benefit from it and our entire focus becomes on limiting it, you're going to pay for this crap. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the crap that you keep out, you're going to have to pay the bill for it later. Right. Because you can't keep all of it out. Well, it's like it's like what we're trying to do, like, again, I'll have a good analogy. Is like we're trying to build, like, a good, like, hydroelectric dam from, like, a new river that's being created by some other lake being dammed up somewhere. Right. Like we've got this water flow coming in, and what, like, the Nimmies and the Nags want to do is, like, go stand in front of it like Moses and, like, shout it down. All that's going to happen <laughs> is we're going to get run over by right, it. Right, right. Like, you can either take advantage of it or get run over by it, and you're not going to f- prevent it. That's not an option. Well, you just said we're only 25 years into this. Nolensville was only incorporated 25 years ago. Right. And we're already at a, at a tax rate that is on par with Brentwood. With we're Brentwood. Li- which, like, we're already on course to have ex- exorbitant... Exorbitant. Exorbitant property taxes. <laughs> like, we're only 25 years in and we're already on par with one of the larger municipalities in our area. And so it's, Bre- it's either that or our quality of services go down. We can keep our same tax rate, but our sure. quality of services our, our, will go so down. And Brentwood's surplus is bigger than our entire yearly revenue. So I, I think Brentwood's surplus was $12 million. One, right? one, right. one yeah. thing that I have wanted to say, and I, and I don't know where you all stand on this, but 
like it's not it's not that scary. So don't. I realize when I open my mouth, sometimes like you terrified. can get you can get terrified what could come out. I just opened a drink. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Come on, Liz. We talked in another episode about like why do people move here, and uh, like what's the reason behind people moving to Nolensville, all that kind of stuff. There are a lot of reasons people move here, but like I have no problem going on record and saying I moved here because I thought Nolensville was Franklin before Franklin was Franklin. Same. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I looked at Franklin and I said, that's amazing. Like, they have everything that I want, but I want to live in a brand new home and I, I want to choose to build it and be from able to scratch afford it. Yes. and be able to afford <laughs> it. And, like, when I moved here, it was at the bottom of the housing market and the builders were giving homes away. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, I didn't just pick Nolensville for all the reasons that I'm about to say, but it was also like practical reasons. It was like, they were willing to give me like $50,000 of upgrades to build a home here because they couldn't get rid of the homes, right? Mm-hmm. So I chose Nolensville over Franklin. Um, but my expectation as a citizen of Nolensville mm-hmm. always was, well, I'm going to build a home here and I know, it's like startup business mentality. It's right. like, I know that like, cool, I got a job. That's like the bare minimum. I have something to do every day and I'm going to get paid to do it. But not everything is going to be peachy clean. That's how Nolensville was to me. It's like, I'm going to build a home here. Not everything's going to be perfect. The roads are going to be too small. There's going to be traffic. There's going to be like a lack of amenities. There, I, I have to drive up the road to go to the grocery store. All of that stuff is true. It's gotten worse over the 15 years that I've lived here. Um, but I think that I, I would gather, or I would go on record saying that I think most people in Nolans will move here for the same reason because mm-hmm. they want potential. They want, it's the potential. They see new homes yeah. and they buy into the dream of, well, I see new homes in Franklin and Brentwood. And so I can get those schools and eventually this yeah. place is going to figure their shit out and they're going to, they're going to build <laughs> Uh, you know, they're going to build all the other stuff. Like eventually this, like if people really got into the weeds on zoning and all that kind of stuff and realized why we don't have a grocery store or why we don't have a shopping district or we, why we don't have some of the stuff that Brentwood and Franklin have, they'd realize it's the stuff we're arguing about today. It's like, we didn't argue about people selling their land to build homes. Mm -hmm. That was never an argument. They let every developer come into town who wanted to? Yep. You want to buy the land and build homes? Cool. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. That's what's happened for 20 years. What they didn't allow was people coming in and saying, I want to build an REI and a Chipotle. And I want a Starbucks right next to the Chipotle. And then I want it to be Gigi's Cupcakes. And I'm talking about one specific development in Brentwood, yeah. right? Or like they didn't allow Cool Springs. Right. That's the kind of stuff that we're now debating in 2023. And we are at this, like, the precipice of that debate. And we can either go one direction, which is like, you know what? We just want, like, a bunch of the same, which is, like, strip malls that invite business owners who take risks. And then their restaurants have to change their names a year later because, like, they took a risk opening a restaurant. And, yes, I'm calling one out right now. But, like, they take a risk and they open a restaurant and it doesn't work because it doesn't fit the market. 
be, because of a lot of other reasons that had nothing to do with whether or not there's like people here with money. Right. And I will say yeah. I love that restaurant. Yeah, we I do, do too. too. Yeah, same. I love that restaurant, but like the 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 market and the economy that we live in has nothing to do with money. People have money to spend here. It's all about how the town is developed and the ways in which people you, go to spend you, their you're money. You're not you're not going to entertain yourself and spend a a a, a outing on it like you're not experiencing a strip mall you're correct. going there out of necessity take correct. that restaurant and place it in a village oh, center correct. i would visit it more frequently that if restaurant I, would kill could, in a downtown setting if i could yeah. ride my bike there if i could eat outdoors on a nice evening maybe have some live music correct. behind me i would be there all the time and he would be killing it yep. correct. he's stuck in a strip mall because that's how our town has been zoned yeah. for so long and correct. because he's stuck in a strip mall he has an awesome product awesome staff awesome sense of humor and you know it, it, he's it's coming well, you, you touched on something that i think is i was going to mention anyway and, and you actually hit it perfectly which is the the concept of like discoverability the idea that you're somewhere that you didn't plan to be and you just happen upon something else that's great yep. and you, and then I'll, and then I'll, that, that happened to us uh yep. this week uh we we dropped our kid off for soccer practice and it happened to be my birthday and we were like let's just go get it let's go get like the like a, kind of like a snack and some drinks somewhere, and so we went to we went to we were in Cool Springs, which I know is not a great analogy for where we're here, but like we were, it was a lot of options basically. Right. And so we went to Jay Alexander's, and the bar was full. So we're like, we don't want to wait for a table because we just want drinks and, and snacks. So we left there. Like, let's go to uh, uh, Stony Rivers. Oh, yeah, across the street, kind of ish. Mm-hmm. So we went over there, and on the way, there was this other place called like Honeysuckle. Which was like a brand new place that opened right next to it. It's great. And so we were just like, let's just walk in there. We walked in there and like, it wasn't super busy, but it was, it, there was enough going on. Sat down at the bar, had like the most amazing, like, like we had these like duck fat fries and yeah. fried, uh, fried Brussels how, how, So how much money did you spend that evening? Uh, Ballpark it. Uh, I think it was like uh, almost a hundred bucks. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't remember the last time I spent a hundred bucks. In a day in Nolensville. Outside yeah. of getting like gasoline. My point yeah. is like, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. There is nothing. No one from outside of here is just going to go say like, let's just go out and just see what happens. You're not right. You're not going to drive to Arrington like and drive through Nolensville and be like, ooh, this looks great. Let's stop and see right. this. And then like, like let's go just, across the street and yeah, yeah you don't no, do that. You just I, keep going. I don't think this kind of goes back to a, a, a point uh, Caitlin made it in another episode that we talked about. But like, I don't think people realize what kind of businesses could open here like the opportunity that zoning presents like is endless and it's not different businesses it could be just a different location for our current yeah. businesses to be right. more successful if you, totally. so, the, the, so the one uh, and i don't want to name them uh it's just not fair but like that business that we all talk about sure. like we just talked about like you you put that into a uh, into that learning innovations project so you put them anywhere with all the density that's loaded in there like he has no trouble selling breakfast, lunch, no, dinner, not nothing. Yep. Like there's actually, just absolutely no no issues there. A lot yeah. of people probably don't know that that development, the developer tried to put apartments yeah. behind it, and those apartments right. would have helped bring foot traffic right. sure. to those restaurants and other uh, stores. But our town said no, and that's fine. So, I don't blame the town for so saying no. So, but it just shows that when you don't have all of that foot traffic from all of the people that live right there. It's going to be more difficult. So, so okay. So we're 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 regular people. We have regular lives and we have regular things. It was Daniel's birthday, and he's about he needs to head out soon. So we have to close this out. And I wanted to make sure that I I mentioned that uh, the reason why Liz and Caitlin are on the show and it, like obviously a lot to do has a, a lot 
of it has to do with the fact that they're married to us, but they're also <laughs> happen to be one of the like some of the most intelligent women that I know. Mm-hmm. So like Liz is an incredible organizer, and Caitlin is an incredible, uh, intelligent human being. Sorry, uh, and I. I couldn't be happier that both of you are leading the charge of getting to save our village. Because if me or Chris or Daniel or anybody would have done it, we would have gotten way too nitty gritty. And it's because we're we're kind of we're we're kind of too much into the process. We're, we want to talk about the stories and we want to talk about the the density. And we want to talk about setbacks and all that garbage. But you guys have a very very unique perspective where you guys understand that because we won't shut up about it. But you also have the the day to day lives of being moms of like you know uh, taking care of kids and driving all the way to Franklin for any sort of entertainment. So I do appreciate you guys being on here. And I am more than happy that out of anyone that could have gotten involved in this, it was the two of you. Because I think that if this has a shot of coming back, like it only has a shot with the two of you leading it. Amen. And I would say there was no plan for like us to lead it. We just happened to both take an interest and it, here we are. But if there's anybody watching this or listening to this that would yeah. like to get involved with us, Send us a message or call us. Yeah. I won't give my number out on this podcast. Well, I'm going to put it out. It's going to be on there. Yeah, it's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Call now for a free trial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't free call, shipping don't and call me from a no-caller ID number. Please. Oh. But um, if you want to get involved, I mean, there, there's plenty of people out here who support this, and it doesn't have to be just me and Liz. It can be me and Liz and a room full of people who also support this. So reach out if you want to join this with us. Yeah, I think, we, I think we had the benefit of just being in the know and then also being yeah. just... Yeah, we won't I mean, we won't stop pastoring you yeah. guys. Yeah, I, I will say like anybody who tries to say that that like uh it, Caitlin's being put up to this in some way or or Liz is being put up to this in some way or anybody else just because they happen to be married to us, like not only is that a pretty like a vaguely sexist kind of remark to make, but it's also just if you knew these these women at all it would be the most insane thing you've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. Right. And the, but you're just, 100% correct. Just because, yeah. because to take away anything from from anybody because, oh, you're just saying that because you know so-and-so. Not like, no, Caitlin knows way more about any kind of like financial, like common sense, but also like financial, like what, where, how this all works together than anybody that I know. Uh, Liz knows more about how to rally people around a cause and get people to believe in something than anybody that I know. Yep. And so the two of them deciding to do something is only based on their own talents, not on, right. not on them being related to somebody or knowing something. So if you're out there and you're saying that, you're just wrong. And and, and I dare you to say it to their faces uh, because they're also both tougher than, than any of us. Right. And my, my, my end quote would be, like, I, I know that there's people out there that are, like, obviously driving me insane by saying things about Caitlin. Uh, I don't know of anybody that stood in Caitlin's way and lived long enough to tell about it. So, like, I mean, she's, like, and this is not a threat of me saying, like, hey, don't talk crap about my wife or, like... My wife has 
beaten down everybody that stood in the in the way of being right my dad told me i couldn't run a marathon and so i did and i wound up in the hospital but i finished that marathon yeah, that's amazing. and then i went to the hospital immediately i can't do something and yeah. i'll just try harder yeah all right i know we've got just a minute i, I want to real quick kind of bit button everything up with some of the logistics so cd5 was removed from the zoning ordinance uh, by three of the five members of our planning or of our board of commissioners, um, by rule, in order for that to come back, one of those three no votes has to bring it back up. So that's why we're asking people to be involved in this and to share the support and talk about it. Um, email the commissioners, um, show up to the meetings if you can, because one of those who voted to remove it is going to have to bring it back up. We need you. Yep. Yeah. All right, and with that, we will say goodbye. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Small Town Charm. Bye for now. Later.